Hey, Greg, go ahead and say hi to our Wasteland fans. Hi to our Wasteland fans. See how it goes? Uh, so this week we wanted to go ahead and start this off with a with a Hulu update. I ended up contacting them about uh, Buddy Games. They said they were going to go ahead and do something about it. They gave me a, a code and everything, and I haven't heard back from them. So I got to go ahead and contact them and be like, "Hey, what's going on? Are you guys going to go ahead and refund me? Are you guys going to go ahead and you know get rid of Buddy Games? They're not, but hey, it's worth a try." It would be pretty funny if they sent you like a free code for like a free download or something. <laughs> like you could <laughs> log on to a different website and download Buddy Games to keep. <laughs> Or they send me a physical copy. <laughs> like, like I said, a... though, you're going to mess around. You're going to get your Hulu account banned, and then uh, your wife's going to be pissed. <laughs> She's going to uppercut you right out of the house, uh, man. I'll just make sure that the, the kid starts working early so that he can go ahead and start paying for a Hulu account. Then he can get blamed for it. So, yeah, this week we, uh, we decided we were going to go ahead and watch uh, 2019's Falling in Love. It's a Netflix movie that was rated TV PG. Uh, this is a movie where city, uh, city girl, Gabrielle, sorry, Gabriella spontaneously enters into a contest to win a rustic New Zealand inn. She teams up with a big hearted contractor, Jake Taylor, to fix it up and flip it. This movie is starring Christina Miliana as Gabriella or Gabby, uh, Adam Demos as Jake, Jeffrey Bowyer Chapman as Dean, Anna Julian as Charlotte, Claire Chipman as Shelly. By the way, I did practice this to make sure I got the names correctly this time. <laughs> well, well, her name is Chittam. <laughs> oh. Chipman. And also it's Christina Milian, not Miliana. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> you nailed it, dude. Great. You practice. know, I didn't stutter over them. That's, that's, <laughs> I, that's <laughs> each, each week, step by step. Yeah. I'm getting a little better every week. Just a little bit more practice. <laughs> Next time I'll contact Greg and ask him to go ahead and tell me how to pronounce this stuff. <laughs> I'm going to tell you wrong so I can correct you on air. (laughs) (laughs) This movie has a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, a 68% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 55% from audience reviews. And that's kind of why I wanted to do this movie. Is this not the most meh set of ratings? Like, is this not just the most down the middle? The only way it could have been more down the middle is if it was a 5 out of 10, 5 out of 10, 5 out of 10. But this is, after looking at hundreds of movies, one of the few movies that is exactly in the middle of all ratings. Like, so many people saw this movie and shrugged. Yeah, and actually, now that you bring that up, when we get into talking about the movie, I think I have uh, something to point out on this. All right. Uh, Gabby is an environmentally-minded green energy developer slash saleswoman who loses her job after investors pull out of the firm she's working at to make matters worse. She's pressured in, uh, she presses her long-term boyfriend into taking things to the next level in their relationship. And when he doesn't, she breaks up with him drunk on wine. One night she enters into a contest at a, to win an inn in New Zealand and she wins because otherwise there would be no movie after making her way to the town of Beachwood downs. I pronounced that one correctly. I hope nailed it. Nice. <laughs> Until a New Zealander, New Zealander contacts me and goes, it's not that. It's not a real town, but we <laughs> go on, go on with the yeah. synopsis. Uh, in New Zealand, she runs into a cast of quirky characters such as Charlotte, the owner of the other inn in town, Shelley, the plant store owner who turns out to be her best friend. She also encounters Jake, the hunky contractor who she just can't seem to get away from. Originally planning to simply flip the inn, she finds herself more and more drawn to the town, the land, and Jake. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. So what did you think of this movie? 
So I'll say first impression. I looked at this trailer. I looked at the Netflix uh, like page. I looked at the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, and my gut instinct was like, this is a movie I should watch with my mom. <laughs> like this was my first impression. I I saw it. I saw the plot, and I the only thing I could think of is like my almost seventy year old mother would absolutely love this movie, and I maintain that. <laughs> I think that that is exactly who this movie is for. What about you? What was your first impression of this? Uh, so my first impression was that this was definitely the sort of movie that my wife would enjoy, and. Funny enough, after talking to her, she's like, I did enjoy this. This is the sort of movie that my mom and I would have enjoyed, she said, just her words. Um, mm-hmm. And then, as we had discussed, you know, uh, would this movie be right for our, for our moms? And you said that for your mom it was. And I didn't know my mom. So I contacted my mom and I asked her, hey, mom, if I told you that there was a movie out there where you could go ahead and watch a woman win an inn and... Uh, fall in love with New Zealand as well as a contractor that helps her go ahead and flip the inn. Uh, she responded with, hmm, dot, dot, dot. Based on the description, probably not. Thought this is a premise of just about every romance that Hallmark has ever made. <laughs> and it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, Hallmark isn't as derivative as this one is. This feels like a wish version of uh, Hallmark. Yeah, I would argue that like Hallmark is derivative, but this is derivative of that derivative, right? Mm-hmm. There is, I mean, diving right into it, there's nothing original in this movie. Not a single thing. Uh, I suppose I can't off the top of my head think of another movie where somebody owns a business or wins a business. Uh, but this is closer to, damn, I just lost it. Um, the one with Tom Hanks where he forces the lady out of business. Because he is like a corporate bookstore, and oh, she's it, yeah, oh, it's you've one. got mail, duh. Uh, she has thank you, wife. I appreciate that. But yeah, he he makes her go out of business, and then like she falls in love with him anyway because she discovers that corporations are good. That's a different twist, but that's the only other rom com I can think of that directly involves like somebody winning a business. I suppose in the wedding planner, she is a wedding planner, which is her own business. But other than that, it, it's it's a very paint by numbers movie i don't know that that's necessarily like a negative for rom-coms because i feel like a lot of rom-coms that i would move past are all paint by numbers and that might be a strength of the genre the idea that the that you know exactly what you're getting you're not what's the right way to say this so you're not going in looking for surprises because you're not going to this movie to be surprised we've we've told a hundred million love stories as a as a species uh and we we kind of have like a hankering for more, right? We always are interested it, it, to the point that, you know, we'll sit down to watch a show, watch a movie, et cetera. And we'll be like, that's the love interest. That's the, like, we expect it now. And these movies, I think, play directly into that. There's nothing wrong with writing yet another love song, yet another love story. And again, all of those are formulaic as well. So it's hard to really like ding this for being paint by numbers, but where it falls off is that it is, while the beats are all there and expected, nothing about it feels unique or fresh. I feel like the movie wants to present like a pastiche of quirkiness, like a, like a overlay, uh, hoping that'll sell us on the idea that this is some sort of like new, young, hip movie, but it just falls flat. Yeah, and not only does it feel, fall flat, like, everything about it was, was bland. 
I've watched I've watched quite a few like Hallmark rom coms and other rom coms with my wife, and I gotta say, I I think the issue that I had with this one was that this one took the Hallmark paint by numbers style rom com and tried to make it feel realist uh, realistic while also making it unrealistic in how the love story itself came to be. You could have done the flipping it in and creating a love story the same way that Hallmark does without having characters that felt like they didn't want to be there. Yeah, and I think you nail it on the head right there. The cardinal sin that this movie commits is that the two leads have absolutely no chemistry. At no point did any of their like little pseudo-flirtatious looks or... I, I wouldn't even call it innuendo, like, I guess flirting ever feel real. It just kind of, it, it felt more like, like throughout the movie, we see that Gabby is trying to prove that she don't, she doesn't need Jake's help or that she can do this without him. Uh, I, of course, fittingly, Jake is the only contractor in town. He's the best contractor on the entire island and he lives right here. But the, uh, the the whole thing that she's doing where she's trying to avoid him because she keeps running into places, it felt more like she legitimately wanted to avoid him. Like She's like, I do not want to talk to this person. Mm-hmm. And not like, oh, I better not see the guy I like because yeah. then he'll keep thinking that I like him. It's <laughs> It feels completely forced. I wish they had done like a second round of casting. I, I don't I don't know either one of these actors or actresses from anywhere else off the top of my head. And... They're both clearly the most like attractive people in the movie. That's the point. They're supposed to be the attractive people who fall in love. But that is, it's just a, like a physical, like he's in great shape. She is in great shape. And they are, it's like taking two dolls and just being like, now, now kiss, make the dolls kiss. Because that's how it felt. There's just no chemistry, which makes the end of the movie especially uncomfortable. You and I talked about this. This is a pet peeve of mine. I do not like it when we have the long shot on two actors kissing to end the movie. I'm not against PDA. I'm not even particularly uncomfortable like watching people affect, do affection, but like I don't want to watch it for more than like 15 seconds. Like if you're just staring at somebody kiss for longer than 15 seconds, that's weird. And this movie takes like two minutes to end and it's just slowly panning out on these two characters who clearly have zero feeling towards each other making out. Yeah, and that just made the whole thing like just so uncomfortable. I I don't I lost track of how many times I rolled my eyes during this movie, but I feel like the end of the movie I almost fainted because I was just rolling them harder and harder into my head. I was like, oh my god, it keeps going. The one thing the ending of this movie had going for it is that it ended. There was no after credit scene. I didn't need to sit around and watch outtakes of these two flubbing like the twelve lines they had. Mm-hmm. It was just over and for that i thank you <laughs> so you know I, I agree with you i like on the the kissing aspect what are, where i kind of disagree uh where, where i feel differently i mean is when it comes to certain kinds of kisses like well, I've, I've watched some rom-coms with, with my wife where um you have like the chemistry kind of building up and then they kind of like get that peck and you, they separate for a second. They kind of just stare at each other, kind of like, is this happening? Did this just happen? And then they just fucking attack. Oh, each yeah, other. yeah. I, you know, I love that. I, I don't know why, but I love it when it's just like that kind of like that fire has gone from just like a, like an amber to all of a sudden just a bonfire. Just boom, it's there. Right. This one. There was no, there wasn't even embers. This was like the sort of thing that you see when you're in high school and your 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 friend is staring at someone and you're like, well, 
interact with them, you know, you're never going to go ahead and do anything. They're like, I don't really like that person. Well, it seems like you want to go ahead and sleep with them. You should probably sleep with them and get it out of your system and then move on. And the second that they sleep with them, they don't want to, they literally never interact again after they sleep with each other. I'm not talking from personal experience (laughs) at all. (laughs) I interact Uh, with you. Yeah, but like, (laughs) I've confessed things and you just don't, Return them. Oh, jeez, I'm busy. (laughs) (laughs) Got this weekly podcast to run. Jeez, man. Expect so much. I think it's it's time. You can't have a shelf in my closet. Oh. That's the the whole thing that starts their argument about breaking up. uh, Gabriella and Dean's argument about Mm -hmm. breaking up. Uh, Noted, as... As Ringo read the list here, I I took this list off IMDb for the characters and cast, and this is the order they're credited in. And I don't understand why Dean is the third credited actor in this movie. Dean has like 14 lines. He's in maybe nine of the 90 minutes of this movie. And through, oh yeah, it's all of them. Through all of them, he's literally one note. Oh, babe, I don't want to get together because, or I don't want to get married or move in or doing this stuff that's too serious and then as soon as she flips it in he's like oh babe let's get back together i do love you and you're kind of like all right so this isn't even like a compelling piece of drama yeah it's just this guy's there and to the movie's credit i don't think we were ever supposed to take it seriously as soon as he showed back up gabby was like gross but yeah. then Jake was like, oh, I can't believe it. I've never told her how I feel. And now she has feelings for somebody else. Grump, grump, grump. I better let, write her a very awkward love letter and then make out with her with my shirt off. <laughs> I th- So real quick, I want to go ahead and double down on that aspect of I didn't announce how I feel about her. Because Jake does that through the whole entire movie. I did not announce how I felt about her. Which, by the way, I don't know how he got a fiance if that's the way that he goes about relationships. Due to the fact that... He didn't announce anything. Uh, Gabby said, hey, we go into this 50-50, build this in back up, and then flip it. And the second that Gabby gets an out, she's like, what? No, I love you, but I'm not going to tell you that I love you. Guy, that's not how relationships work. You have to go ahead and tell the other person how you feel. Otherwise, your your feelings matter nothing. Yeah, and... He also seems to be upset with her that she doesn't immediately fall in love with New Zealand when it's not her home. I get why, as somebody who has both moved out of their home, and I'm from California, so it's a very expensive and, depending on how you feel about big cities, it can be a really like uncomfortable place to live. I don't become upset when people don't immediately fall in love with California. Like if they're, if you're there for three months and you're like, I don't know, this place kind of sucks. I get it. Traffic is a bitch and everything's expensive. So this guy's out here. He's like, he's like, Oh, well, New Zealand has everything. And side note, I'm not joking. Like this is literally like in the movie. He tells her, he's like, you don't love New Zealand yet. Well, let me show you more of it. And then at one point when they're walking across a desert and then a forest to the beach, she's like, how is this all in one place? And he's like, it's New Zealand. So well done, New Zealand. You got yourself another tourism video. It's not as good as Lord of the Rings, but still uh, it's more overt. Nobody calls it Middle Earth. They all just call it, they just call it New Zealand. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he seems to be like, I feel like that 
pisses him off as much as the idea that she doesn't want to stick around for him. He's like, you abandoned me and my country? Like, it's like he wants to fight on behalf of New Zealand. And I, I was kind of like, if that was the movie in the first place, like if he was the New Zealand conversion committee, I actually think that would be a little bit more fun of a movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I feel like Jake uh, reminded me of like some of the people that I that uh, I dealt with when I lived in New, in New Mexico. Which, by the way, for anyone listening, I was born and raised there, and a lot of people don't like my opinion on New Mexico. I hated it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to live there. I left New Mexico when I turned eighteen, and when I ended up back, I met my wife, got married, and we got the hell out as soon as we could. We're now living way far away from there, and I hope to never return to New Mexico. But. <laughs> There are people that I grew up with that acted like Jake did, and they're like, what, you don't like New Mexico? There's nothing better than New Mexico. I'm like, there are a lot of places that are better than New Mexico, and I've been to a few of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was always very odd to me that that, not always, I I can't say like I watched this movie multiple times, I watched it the once through, but (laughs) it struck me as very weird that Jake seemed oddly defensive of New Zealand, and Again, it would have been something different if she'd been there for a long time. Like, in my mind, it probably takes somebody, like, a year or so, maybe two, of living someplace of their own volition, right? So she wins this in. She goes, and she finds out to fix her upper, and she's like, I'm going to fix it up, and I'm going to flip it, right? So she has a project. She's not living here because she, like, needs to live here Uh, she or wants to live here. She's here to do a thing. And so it'd be like if somebody was on like an extended business trip, you know, and then they decided they're like, okay, well, after this, I'm going home. You can't be like, I can't believe it. Like that was the deal the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so he's like upset that after like three, four months, she's not just, you know, like head over heels with New Zealand when she's literally been, as far as I can tell, to four places in town, one of which being her own inn. So, uh, her, yeah, it just it was it was weird the whole time. Like, I, I felt like his entire persona, I guess maybe this is what what ladies like or what writers think ladies like this brooding guy who doesn't say how he feels. But I would like if movies made after, you know, like 2010 started featuring guys who actually said emotions, that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a, that would have been a, a better romance if uh, Jake had actually been a little bit more open to saying something then like he doesn't smile i don't i don't think i remember him smiling more than like twice in the movie well he Uh, does that like hot guy smirk smile right where he's kind of like huh i'll show you how to open a beer or i'll show you how to order food but he's got like that smirk smile where you're supposed to be like oh stop what are you gonna order me and you're like i don't know even that also came off as disingenuous maybe this guy's just not a good actor i've never seen him in anything else but I don't know. I didn't believe him as a person in the first place, so I guess yeah, well, that wasn't because because he wasn't a person. That's that's the whole thing. There, they just wanted him to go ahead and be the hunky Hallmark stand-in, you know, to be boyfriend slash soon fiance, and you know, to go ahead and throw in like his non-emotion aspects. The fiance that he used to have, who died, was supposed to be like the big turning point in his life and the reason why he's been single for so long and yet when he discusses that his girlfriend his fiance died he's just like yeah she died uh so do you want to go on this picnic yeah and i know that we're supposed to or at least i believe what we're supposed to take from that is the reason he's so closed off is he's been emotionally hurt feeding into that whole like oh i can coax him back to health thing that apparently uh, allegedly some women have in them i don't know i don't know anybody like that but i guess it it's a trope so it's a thing but 
it doesn't come off that way. Like you said, he get this fiance gets like two and a half lines of total like discussion in the movie. Like you learn more about the lady who owned the inn before Gabby than you do about this woman who apparently died and left Jake emotionally stunted. And yeah. so like trying to use that as like that's why he doesn't talk about feelings. It it feels crappy. I don't know. Well, part of this felt like a weird like an HGTV show that you would like, you would watch one episode of and like, ah, oh, it's not for me. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, you're, you're not wrong. I, I, that's exactly where it comes out. Is like, you watch one episode of this, this show that's supposed to be an ongoing romance and just realize that it's not going to go anywhere. But I think that they could have gone ahead and made the romance better if they had gone the route that like Hallmark does when the, when they when they make the man lose their significant other before the new significant other comes in, you know, uh, you know, I've been closed off, you know, I'm starting to like you and that scares me a little bit. And then she goes ahead and like kind of helps him step out of that because I've watched rom-coms, like I said, with my wife, where like the man ends up losing someone and becomes emotionally distant due to that. And you watch as their relationship heals him. I'm not saying that that should be the go-to, but this story probably could have used that to go ahead and make him more of a character. Yeah, and so the other part of that is that I think you're right. They could have made this movie better if they actually had... Like, it's weird because I know the the entire thing is the in. They could have made that the background, right? So here's my idea for making this movie more in line with the rom-com is that it's done and fixed in 30 minutes in terms of the in and then at the last minute or maybe some sort of like as the in is being fixed some sort of regulation is passed or some sort of old town code comes up where you're not allowed to sell a piece of property unless you've become a citizen of new zealand or something like that right otherwise you can't sell it because you could never own it etc and so now she has to go through the process of obtaining the citizenship i don't know new zealand's citizenship process but i'm sure it's not an overnight like let me just sign a form and congratulations you know come on down to auckland for your certificate it's i'm sure it takes some time or you know even if it's not full citizenship you could you can make some sort of like thing about like oh well you have to have residency for x months and that's not far off some countries are doing that now to stop foreign investors from coming in and buying up all their property not our country because we don't care about that but (laughs) the there's other countries where you literally can't own a piece of property unless you're a citizen no matter what the means you got it and so i could see that being the movie she wins this contest that she shouldn't have been able to win, like toss something about like, oops, he forgot to say like New Zealand residents only. And so technically she won, but you know, they're going to, she's going to become a citizen. And so she builds it up and fixes it up. But the whole time she's trying to figure out like, okay, how long do I have to be a citizen for, et cetera, et cetera. And Jake's getting more and more mad because he's like, no, I want you to stay. Like he's saying, I want you to stay Charlotte or not Charlotte. Shelly's saying, I want you to stay. And then she's like, no, I got, I'm just going to become a citizen. And then once I'm a citizen, I'm going to sell this and move to America and never come back here again. And then they could get mad at her. And then the whole, the whole ending could work out just the same. But yeah, like the problem here is that they focus so much on the in that, like I said, it feels like a bad HGTV show. It feels like I'm trying to watch like, like I'm supposed to be getting reno tips from this. <laughs> like, I guess I know what size wrench to use in New Zealand to fix a faucet for farmhouses. But other than that, I don't, I don't know. It felt 
it felt like this movie wanted to do wanted to tap into like two very different markets that might have some overlap in the middle and it just didn't work this should have focused more on the rom-com and less on the house reno and it just didn't yeah because this wasn't supposed to be property brothers or flip or flop this was supposed to be about you know, the american woman who's never been out in nature going ahead and getting to get into nature i think that you that you've got a really good point going on there with the whole aspect that you know the end was the main character in this and i didn't think about that until this moment i know gabe gabby's supposed to be the main character but we learn more about the end than we learn about anybody else yeah well and then what's that weird speech they give like an inn is about home or something like that and i was like what what are you talking about so i guess in the rest of the world i looked this up it's a little bit more prevalent in than it is in america to find like an inn uh, or something called an inn but it's still effectively like a bed and breakfast right i've never been anywhere that wasn't my house and been like oh gosh it feels like a home like that's just not how i think of it i don't know maybe Again, maybe people in the rest of the world think differently about these sort of things. But for me, no inn is about home. An inn is a business just like a hotel, just like an Airbnb. So, yeah, I think I have a note somewhere in here that talks about that whole entire statement. Oh, yeah. Uh, Inns are about homes and and community. Not really. They're about tourism. Yeah. And that kind of takes me to another issue I had with this movie, which was they were all acting like, Oh, once this inn is back up and running, you'll be able to pay us back. Did you see any tourists in this movie? (laughs) No, I saw, I saw Gabby. Yeah. So I looked up the town that this was shot in a town called Thames, and Mm -hmm. it's like an hour and a half from Wellington, I believe. Mm -hmm. No, I don't have from Auckland. One or the other. Sorry, if you're from New Zealand, I screwed up and I didn't write this part down. But it's an hour and a half from a major city. And it does look like all along the beach there, there's a lot of inns and stuff. So they do get tourists in these places. But they don't do a good job in this movie of showing major tourist traffic. And you also, like, at the end of the movie when she's trying to sell the inn and the Australian firm makes, uh, like, a a bid. And everyone's like, an Australian? No! Uh, I know that there's beef between the two countries, or maybe not beef, but like uh, New Zealanders and Australians feel certain ways about each other, or at least some of them do. The main tourist in New Zealand is Australians, so I think that it would kind of be like, oh, it would make sense if an Australian did buy it. Not yeah. that they want them to, but they're acting like they're acting like an alien showed up, and they're just like an Independence Day alien buying our inn. No, <laughs> like how could that be? And then the alien's like, peace, no peace. <laughs> And that's how Independence Day, wait, sorry, Independence Day, that's going to be the follow-up to this. Falling Independence. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I, at, this, at this point, I'd have to watch it. Oh, yeah, well, both of us, same thing with the buddy games, it's just going on the list. Yeah, Jake and Gabby back-to-back with, like, rifles fighting off <laughs> aliens. Jake wouldn't shoot anybody, he's, a, he's too emotionless. Real quick, before we go ahead and jump onto anything else, something that I just realized really pissed me off about this movie was whenever the other end caught fire and everybody was running in that weren't the firefighters. Yeah, that oh my pissed god. Me off. That made me so angry because oh, I've been raised for years, you never run into a fire. Never run into a fire. And if you are going to run into a fire, guess what? Typically, the firefighters are good enough that they're going to stop you. So these New Zealander firefighters that are make-believe firefighters are not good. It, it was just an unnecessary scene anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
you know, oh, it caught fire because this one guy that we saw one time who falls asleep with cigarettes in his mouth was left unattended with cigarettes in his mouth, and he lit the place on fire. And it didn't even look like it did all that much damage. They put the room out, and but we're supposed to get this shot of, like, oh, look at sexy Jake running out of the fire with a, you know, like a person in his arms, and, you know, oh, he did it without a mask on. It, it, it was a completely unnecessary scene. You could tell it was added to pad out some runtime, add some last-minute drama. I I hated that. But yeah. I'll tell you what really pissed me off in this movie, and it happened way earlier, and it's a way smaller thing. When Gabriella calls the hardware shop owner Norman, when she says, when she calls him <laughs> Norm, and he's like, no one's ever called me Norm before. This is the first nickname I've ever gotten. I was like, shut the fuck up. Get out of here with this shit right now. No, First of all, no one's ever called you Norm. I don't buy that for a second because you came up in the same era that Cheers was on TV. And while not every TV show from America gets exported around the world, Cheers probably did. It's a big deal. And Norm was one of the main characters. You're telling me you've never met another American who was like, Norm, like in Cheers? Shut up. Second of all. <laughs> Right. You're telling me in countries that are famous for using nicknames, like most English speaking countries, unless you're a very proper person, like you're a you're a fancy aristocrat of some kind, you have a nickname. Right. Your your friends will use the shortened version of your name as a nickname. Right. Greg is short for Gregory. So nobody calls me Gregory except for my mom when I'm in trouble. And and yes, I'm almost 40 and I'm still like, whew, I better not better not hear that on the phone. But yeah, the. The, you're gonna tell me that no one no one in your life has ever called you norm but then he goes around announcing it proudly guys it's norm now it's norm it's norm shut up shut up with this crap like this is it was such a stupid thing in the movie and like i like i mentioned it is because in these movies when the city person comes to the country they have to demonstrate some degree of value to the country because it can't just all be one-sided then it feels like propaganda Right. If we if we only see that Gabby doesn't know how to handle a goat and has boots that aren't fit for the countryside, then it just looks like we're dunking on city folk. So we need to make sure the city folk can add value, too. And the way she adds value in this movie is by giving a hardware store owner named Norman the nickname, quote unquote, nickname Norm. And that that is value. Like, oh, see, she's good for the country. The country's good for her. I that was the first time I almost passed out from rolling my eyes. Uh, I think I paused it and made like a retching noise and then hit play again because I was just that's the stupidest thing I've seen in a movie in a long time. And I have seen all the other movies we fucking watch and that's still dumb. <laughs> uh, another one that uh, like preceded Norm that kind of bugged the shit out of me was whenever Jake goes ahead and he, he's shuffling around and he moves something aside and he sees Gabby and he goes, oh, she's a real brute. And you're like, OK, that's just we're doing this this is the this is the traditional response that we always get in, in rom-coms where the camera immediately zooms in on the the main female character while the the main male character says something like oh she's a real butte while someone's holding something mm-hmm. and then yeah, the... when... good uh, she was she was holding the uh the sink faucet and she looks at him and goes oh yeah that's how you're going to go about this and he's like no i'm talking about the faucet why is he staring into her eyes while he says it? And why is it that the camera immediately zooms in on her face? Because they want yeah. us to go ahead and think that he's calling her a butte. Yeah. Typical shit out of me. Cliche writing there. Right. Like just like, you know, like, wow, those are great melons. No, I was talking about the produce behind you. Oh, God, 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 God. You know, it's just fucking, it's cheesy, terrible writing. The, I mean, like, 
if there's any source material here, it's all other rom-coms, and this movie failed to live up to that source material. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't care for it. That being said, uh, I do think that if you are the type of person or the type of family that absolutely needs to have a rom-com in your rotation and you're looking for something new, this is at least inoffensive. It, it, it does nothing new. It does nothing surprising. It does do a good job of making you want to visit New Zealand if you didn't already want to do that. But overall it's it's fine i'm never gonna put this movie on again i I can guarantee that even if i'm looking for another rom-com i will just i will take a chance on something else this is very bland and bleh but if you're a rom-com person it it can't hurt yeah i completely agree with you on that one honestly it's gonna be if you haven't seen it go ahead and give it a watch but i mean don't blame me if you don't like it because it's blander than a than a bowl of oatmeal with no sugar there are a million other things that I know that you and I could probably talk about, but I do have to say uh, the goat was probably my favorite character in the whole entire movie. Um, otherwise, yeah, there really wasn't much in this movie to uh, be thankful for. Gilbert the goat was fantastic. Yes, he was. So thank you for listening to Streaming Wastelands. I want you guys to all know that Mother's Day is coming up. Make sure to go ahead and thank your mom's mom. If you're listening to this, I love you. And I really hope that you do listen to this. Gregory's mom, I Love you too, and I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope that Gregory calls you, and I will be calling him Gregory from now on. Uh, That being said, uh, we have watched Falling in Love, and I do not love Jake. Uh, I do love you, my audience, our audience. I hope that you guys like, subscribe, comment, and listen to us on any podcast area that you go ahead and listen to. Follow us on all the social medias. We have Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and probably going to go ahead and get into other... Uh, social medias as they pop up uh, that being said do not expect much on our our tiktok just yet greg got anything soon. else to add no tiktok's coming soon love you all and signing off see you laters <laughs>